Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ang episode na mapapakinggan niyo ay mula sa playlist ng Buhay Ko podcast. Hanapin lang. Playlist ng Buhay Ko sa Spotify o di kaya sundan ang Music and Talk Playlist ng Spotify. This episode of Playlist ng Buhay Ko is powered by PLDT Home. Because with the Philippines' fastest broadband, women who hustle can keep pushing the limits of their industries. Emily transferred from Merinol to UP, but actually, she didn't graduate from UP either. Yeah, I'm a dropout. I didn't do my thesis, so I don't have a degree. So I did three years in UP, one year in Merinol, three years in UP, and then, then I was up for my thesis. Why did you drop out? Uh, a number of reasons. One of them was that it was the first year that they were requiring thesis from MassCom, and then so all the classes were evening so it's pretty horrific to walk around the campus, you know, after 8 o'clock at night. So I kept sort of skipping those classes. And at some point I thought, ah, moi, I think I've had a good education. <laughs> I wish I did that. <laughs> but here's the funny thing. Yeah. I came from a family structure that didn't put a lot of pressure on us. It put a lot of pressure on the way we made decisions, but it respected the decisions we made. So, you know, cool. Kaloy was similarly a free spirit. In him, Emily found yet another fellow creative, a kindred soul, as you know by now, a partner for life. But little did they necessarily anticipate that they would travel down a path that would make them plainly but profoundly colleagues as well. When we were first married, we had a little flat. He was the first one to go work in an ad agency. He found work as an account executive. I continued working in the studio. So by that time, with my dad, and then about a couple of years later, my dad passed away. And I continued to manage it for about a year, but it was, so we sold it. After he died, I looked for work, and I figured in during those two years that Kaloy was working at the ad agency, I was sort of exposed to it also. Aside from, of course, I knew a lot of people from the ad agencies because that was the work we did. We did advertising. Mm, but, but when you were in Jorn and Kaloy was in theater, was advertising his vision? Was that a logical thing for him to do? No, or is that not, not for either of us. Although I have to say that in Jorn, we did have a couple of subjects that had to do with writing copy, advertising copy. That was not hard for me to do. But it was not 
where I thought I would go. I mean, you know, I was like, not Jorn. Exactly. We didn't have TV and so on. So I was not an advertising-oriented I was going to ask about writing copy for ads. I mean, what was that for you? I mean, okay. It was easy. Exactly, diba? What What is it for you? It's yeah. it's easy. It's a job. Yeah. It's a racket, diba? But, but for somebody reared on books, this is my point. For somebody reared on books and the power of words and the beauty of words, how did that appeal immediately to you? <laughs> Writing copy. Okay, I can do that. But did it, does it necessarily appeal to you, your sense of accomplishment or fulfillment? Did it move you any closer to, to any vision of yourself, for example? You won't believe this. I had absolutely no ambition in life. People will say, what was your vision for yourself? Where did you want to go? I just wanted to be happy. I had a baby girl. and By that time, she was a little girl. Then I had a baby boy. We were done. We were happy. We were fine. We were a little family. My husband had a job in an ad agency. And I thought, after we sold the studio, I said, yeah, Kake, we can't do this. We have to send them to school. I mean, I have to work. So I had to look for a job. And to me, the easiest job to look for was writing copy and advertising. <laughs> I guess Bossa Nova fits into that attitude, that outlook <laughs> in life. Exactly. No? That's the pervasive theme, Siguro. And up to now, I love Bossa Nova. I mean, you know, you give me a choice and I'll gravitate towards that. And jazz, which we always liked, which we always loved. This episode was made with support from PLDT Home. A lot has certainly changed since Emily Abrera began chasing her passion in the 1970s and since she became the first Filipino and first woman president of a multinational ad agency in 1992. More women have risen to power in the industry. But one thing remains constant. Women have that drive to hustle. Women wear many hats. Leader, advocate, mentor, mother... And they take inspiration from every corner of the world to do the best that they can. Not just for themselves, but for the next generation. Learn new skills, break glass ceilings, and pave the way for more women who hustle with PLDT Home, the Philippines' fastest broadband. So I went around and I applied for a job and nobody would hire me because they said we know you kind of like we're in the studio yeah but what other experience do you have writing copy none and then the secondary reason is they couldn't get rid of me that way her husband's working at an ad agency she can hardly hire you he was at J. Romero so I ended up going to J. Romero and asking them to please hire me because nobody mm. else would yeah but wait I just have to ask and, and clarify. I thought you had just said that they could not hire you because your husband is already working for Jay Romero. So no other agency can hire you because on the one hand, yung asawa mo, kakumpitensya, and on the other hand, Jay Romero, from what I understood, how could they take you in when, again, nandun na yung asawa mo? Well, they said in the beginning that they didn't like to hire husband and wife pairs because... If one had a problem, then the other one, you know, jeopardized what the other one would do in the agency. And so I said, well, I can hardly break up this marriage just because I need a job. But I'll tell you what, in those days, in ad agencies, nakahiwala yung, ano, yung art at saka yung copy. So there was a copy chief. So I said, why don't you hire me as a copywriter for five months? 
You don't have to pay me. Don't pay me anything. At the end of five months, if I'm worth anything, give me an offer. Or I will just pack my stuff and walk out of here. You, you won't hear anything from me. I guess Jake kind of like thought, oh, what a cute idea. Jake Romero himself, Javier Romero. So he said, yes. So there, I went to work in the copy department of Jay Romero while my husband was account executive. So anyway, at the end of two months, they gave me an offer. That was a good one. So I had a job in the same company. Yeah, I enjoyed it immensely. I began to appreciate the role of strategy in the writing, the understanding of your target audience. And so I became very demanding, in fact, as a creative person from the accounts people. I demanded a clear strat and so on and so forth. And so I was horrible maybe to work with. And I think they were afraid of me in a certain way. Because I refused to work on a piece of copy unless they could answer, you know, at least five of these questions. Why are we doing this ad? What's the point that we need to get across? Tell me clearly, who are we talking to? What's the selling point of this particular brand? And what are we expected to achieve with this ad? I saw a lot of great work which were thrown away because we didn't do that part of the homework. Sayang na sayang. Because, you know, I mean, as pieces of ad copy, they were great. But hindi naman yun ang target eh. So, <laughs> wasted. I just felt like this. I, I don't have time to waste. I just want to do the work and do it well. That's what's going to keep the client coming back. It's got to lead to sales. Yeah, yeah. You should listen to our episode with Ryan Kebiab. I'll plug it here. Quick plugging. You should listen to our episode with Ryan Kebiab. Playlist ng buhay ko with Ryan Kebiab. Because... Ebony, there he also talks about having and knowing the objective to a song. Whether it's for art or to win a contest or to sell, he said, the maestro, Ryan Kebiab said, you have to start with a very honest understanding of eh, para san ba to? Ba't ko ba That's right, to? exactly. So I kind of intuitively found myself, found my way through that kind of thinking. And in Macan, in the early years, when I was working there, a lot of the good work was hinged on good jingles as well. So music was very intrinsic. And at that point, we had struck up a very close friendship. And to this day, I mean, he remains a very, very close friend with Ariel Ureta. He's a wonderful musician, mind you. Ariel, at that time, we loved to sit in the stairwell of J. Romero, where he would, you know, either we sang together there with a couple of other people, or he would pluck out, you know, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Uh, <laughs> as a jingle. So in those early years also, uh, the role of music was a little expanded, but on a commercial point So of it's view. more utilitarian yes, for you. Yes. You know, I have to say, I can't stand the jingles being made now. Huh? You can't sing them. To me, you hear a jingle, you should be able to reproduce it on the third hearing. If you can't remember the words and the melody, forget it. During that time, of course, it wasn't just Bosanova. I mean, you have all the Simon and Garfunkels and all that. And that music was also very uh, timely for me. They were like an oasis, maybe in my early married years. Especially Art Garfunkel. If I had to pick out one, it would be Bridge Over Jobs Water. That musically and lyrically just hit the spot at that time for me. There's a lot of leaning on each other in your yes, <laughs> in your songs, yes. from from Paul Anka, uh, put yes. your head on my shoulders, to 
maybe yes. insensitive to you know I will yeah. lay me down diba? were you always empathetic is empathy part of your you know personal makeup I think so and I think that is what I bring to the craft to advertising because you have to have the ability to enter the lives of the people you're talking to and to understand what it is they're going through it's always like there's always a, a figure of speech there somewhere diba there are metaphors there that work for sadness and for some other deep dichotomy that you're trying to bridge that's the kind of music that I end up liking <laughs> 